George Wilder Jr. show is now on the air. Take it away. This is Chicago's finest internet radio show, making a world a better place, one show at a time. The George Water Jr. Show is now on the air. Take it away, Dad. All right. Welcome to the George Wilder Jr. Show. I almost got caught off guard there. Anyway, welcome, everybody. I hope you're listening, and I hope you enjoy yourself when you are listening to, to the George Wilder Jr. Show. We know there's other things you could be doing. <laughs> <laughs> that uh, uh, probably uh, can can take up a lot of time. But thanks anyway for tuning in to the George Wilder Jr. Show. It is always helpful. It is always welcomed. So uh, my guest today is author Nancy, Nancy Hartwell. Uh, she's been on the show, I think, once or twice before. She's always a great guest. I hope you stay tuned for that. And... Hate lies have no home here. Be nice to one another. It is so easy. <laughs> the moment I focus on saying less, the more I communicate. And vote blue. Vote blue. I mean, this is, uh, and I'm proud to be a liberal. I know some people out there just uh, act as if liberal is some sort of dirty, vile word, you know, awful, nasty word. And if it is, I I don't think so. I, I disagree with that. I think... Uh, uh, liberal, progressive, that's what this show is. I'm, I'm not a Democrat, believe me, but I do lean liberal and progressive because this show is all about making the world a better place. Uh, I don't think being a conservative <laughs> means that. They'll try to say it means that, but you can tell that it doesn't mean that uh, by their actions. 
All right, you've been listening to the George. You are listening to the George Wilder Jr. Show, and um, somebody is someone out in the world is making another prediction that when Trump is uh, impeached, Mike Pence will not be president. These are people who I guess have crystal balls. They can see into the future of what's going to happen until something concrete and definite happens. uh, Trump is president. We hate it, but that's how it's going to be. A lot of people out here are just making predictions after prediction after prediction. And it seems that Trump just slides on by this stuff. He skates on by it, skates out of it some kind of way. But I, I, I still say that Trump is going down at some point in his life. He may go down before the midterms. He may go down after the midterms. He may go down after he's out of office uh, and no longer president. But he's going down soon. And there are so many other people making all kinds of predictions. People are wondering why he's, he is actually still in office at this point. Trump is probably wondering why he's still in office at this point. <laughs> Uh, with all the shit that's swirling around him. And it's a lot. It's a lot of stuff. I, I can't even uh, come to uh, grips with it. I can just compile it and, you know, write it down and <laughs> because it's so much. And, and then talk about it on the show. And that's one of the things a lot of people are doing around the country, especially cable news. All that they're doing is whatever comes out of the Trump administration, whatever comes out of his mouth, whatever comes out of his ass, people are lining up to just talk about it. It's time to stop talking. It's time for some action. You know, we're talk we're, we're talking our asses off. I'm talking, they're talking, you're talking. What about action? It's time for some action. It's time to march. I mean, I think there should be a march on the White House every single weekend. This is the only way these politicians are going to get it. Maybe they may not get it then. But I think there should be a march on Washington like every Saturday until that creep is out of there, until we have a new Congress, until the rogue, rogue Republicans are out of Congress. It's time for enough talk. Every time I uh, turn on a cable TV or a compu- computer, something there's something new that they're talking about with Donald Trump. You know, talk, 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 talk. It's all over the cable news. It's all over broadcast news. It's all over the radio, all over the podcast. Talk, talk, talk about how awful it is. However, Fox News is on a different level. They're, they're on a different planet than we are. I mean, they are... All up Trump's butt, Fox News, Sean Hannity. I mean, they are all uh, dissing the FBI. They're dissing Robert Mueller. They're dissing uh, Democrats. They're dissing anybody who, I mean, they are on another planet. They are in another world. And a lot of people tune into Fox News, Fox News not to get news, but to get lies. That's all they're going to get lies. Fox News, uh, the Fox Channel, they are basically trying to change the thought patterns of the American people. But we are not that dumb. But they think we are. Yep, uh, Fox News is, I, I don't think they're getting the ratings that they once were because a lot of people are finding out what the hell they are, really are. I can't stand Fox. I mean, I think it's pathetic. I talk about them all the time in the, in the negative. 
there's nothing uh, positive I can say about Fox because I know they're dissing uh, the American people. They're dissing the Constitution. They themselves think they're above the law. Fox News kissing Trump's ass left and right and glad to do so. Proud to kiss his ass. You know, no problem with kissing his ass. If the American public don't like the way Fox and Congress is kissing Donald Trump's ass, to hell, some of them think. That's what some of them think, or most of them think. They want to kiss Donald Trump's ass. They say, hey, let us do it. You should do it too. We're kissing Donald Trump's ass. Why aren't the liberals kissing his ass? Fox News is pitiful. Pitiful. It should have been thrown off the air. There's not enough, not enough sponsors are leaving Fox News uh, for, uh, for a lot of these. Uh, Fox News should be thrown off the air. They're saying a lot, and the Fox News is saying the same thing about CNN and all of these MSNBC and all of these other uh, 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 so-called liberal progressive uh, uh, cable news channels. They're saying the same thing. I, I, mean, I remember when I didn't know better, uh, years ago when I didn't know better, I started watching Fox. Uh, I had cable then. I don't have cable now. But I don't want cable. I don't want anything to do with cable. Um, that was when I had cable. I started watching Fox News. And the first thing pop up, popped up was Sean Hannity and Alan Combs. And then suddenly there, there was just Sean Hannity. Um, and... Uh, and as I was listening to Sean Hannity, and this was years ago, and as I was listening to Sean Hannity, I found out I didn't want to ever listen to this guy again. I didn't like his thought patterns. I didn't like the way he was trying to indoctrinate me with what he believed. You don't indoctrinate anybody in what you believe. As if I didn't believe what he wanted me to believe and what he was saying, I was stupid if I didn't, didn't believe in and refused to be indoctrinated with Fox's uh, bull crap. So I stopped watching it. And then I started listening to his radio show. And it was the same crap. I mean, it, <laughs> it was just as bad. He was just as much as a fake and a clown, just like uh, Donald Trump. And I'm hearing that Donald Trump, I don't know if this is true, allegedly. I don't know if this is true, but I'm hearing that every now and then, if not every night, Donald Trump talks to Sean Hannity. I'm pretty sure it's Todd. Sh- if that is true, uh, Sean Hannity probably has a um, office in the White House. He's probably advising Donald Trump. I mean, he is uh, he is a mess. From my understanding, he's not a journalist. He plays one on television. They say, and Fox News is is not about news. It's about garbage. It's lying, especially when you come to the Sean Hannity show, the Bill O'Reilly, and all this kind of garbage. And um, it's just, uh, I, I don't want to say prop, propaganda. I don't want to say that. But, hey, wow, it's a shoe fit. It's, it's deeper than propaganda. It's just downright garbage. Fox News. And I don't see why the people who do watch Fox News actually continue to watch it. I think a lot of people watch Fox News, Sean Hannity, for laughs. Because that's all it is. It's a shame the way that Fox News is, is vilifying Robert Mueller, the special counsel, vilifying the Constitution. It's a damn shame the way these people are doing what they're doing. 
Mueller, uh, when his investigation is complete, Sean Hannity and some of them assholes at Fox News should march right along inside uh, prison with Donald Trump. Because it's all obstruction of justice. It's disrespect for the uh, uh, for your agencies. I don't think you should disrespect or try to vilify the FBI. These people can come and raid. <laughs> they can raid your uh, uh, businesses at any time, especially if they have a warrant. I mean, how can you be obstructing so much? Uh, and I do think that Fox News, along with um, Donald Trump, aiding and abetting in, obstruct, in obstruction of justice. So they should go right to jail with Donald Trump. And someone, I think Giuliani, Rudy Giuliani, uh, made a statement yesterday or the day before that um, Donald, uh, that special counsel Robert Mueller said, told him that he could not indict Trump because Trump is a sitting president. And a lot of us, when we heard that, we were saying, what? Trump will not be going to jail? And then you think about it. Rudy Giuliani said it. It did not come from the mouth of the special counsel himself. It was Rudy Giuliani. And a lot of people are saying, we don't believe that clown. He is a fool. He is a liar. He is a Trump ass kisser. So far, there's been no other, um, there's been no actually uh, outlet, media outlet that verify uh, Giuliani's statement that Robert Mueller will not indict Donald Trump. Robert Mueller didn't come out. Any of his, no, not, none of his people came out to say, that he's not going to indict Donald Trump. Only that asshole, that fool, that play lawyer, Rudy Giuliani, said it. And we know he's a fool and a buffoon because a lot of us think that Rudy Giuliani is Trump's worst nightmare, even though he's working for Donald Trump. He's a fool. He's an idiot. And we all know that. All right, you've been listening to the George Wilder Jr. Show. So... And, and something else is said. I just mentioned it. Uh, Mike, Prim, okay, uh, Yahoo, someone named Matt By said in an article, written in an article, that Mike Pence will not be president because he's going to jail alongside Donald Trump. He's going down alongside Donald Trump. Uh, uh, I don't know if that's going to happen. You know, if that's going to happen, it would be nice if it did. Uh, but, you know, a lot of people are saying a lot of things about this administration in the negative. So am I. Uh, and this is why I've said for uh, for the last week or two weeks on the show that I, I do actually believe Trump is going down despite uh, Fox News constantly and readily kissing his ass. I do think Trump is going down. He, I mean, he's got so many of these scandals swirling around his ass. He's got, he's got a four thousand lawsuits or something like that. Um, he's got all of these disclosure dis- agreements, <laughs> and I'm hearing that more women are going to be coming out. Um, uh, ch- 
testifying that Trump had sex with him or they had sex or something and he paid him off or whatever. It, it is just so much swirling around Donald Trump. I don't know why he hasn't had a stroke by now so, with the stress of it all. I mean, with stress is dangerous. Maybe Donald Trump doesn't get stressed. If he doesn't get stressed, then he's not a human. But all of this stuff swirling around him, I mean, I mean, you name it, scandal after scandal, lawsuit after lawsuit, uh, investigation after investigation, uh, Stormy Daniels, her lawyer. Uh, it's just a lot of, I know I'm missing something here, but it's just basically a lot, a lot of uh, shit. Uh, swirling around Donald Trump, and uh, he seems to go about it as if nothing's happening. <laughs> somebody, uh, somebody with some uh, uh, smarts would probably, you know, you or me, we probably would be stressed out and probably would resign. Trump is not going to do that because one of the reasons why I think Trump has can get away with all of this stuff emotionally because he has no sympathy, he has no empathy, he has no feeling for anyone, he has no uh, feeling for what you say about him or what I say about him. He just goes about uh, his White House duties screwing up the world and liking it. Anyway, this is, I, I like hearing this. I think this is great. Why Mike? Because a lot of people thinking that Trump is not going to make it, and if he's not going to make it, then uh, Mike Pence will be president. And a lot of people are saying that Mike Pence is a hell of a lot worse than Donald Trump. I say this way. I say first we get rid of Trump and then we'll deal with uh, Mike Pence if he should become president after Trump is forced out, resigned or impeached or headed to prison. We deal with Mike Pence. But if Mike Pence is on on the way to prison (laughs) with Donald Trump, which some people are saying that could that could happen, then you know uh, we will get um, uh, Speaker of the House Paul Ryan, and, and Paul Ryan said he's going to quit by uh, the end of uh, by the end of his term. He's quitting. So if Mike, uh, so if Paul Ryan quits, and uh, if Paul Ryan quits while Trump and Pence go to prison, then the next in line would be the majority speaker of the House, and that's Nancy Pelosi, which I think Nancy Pelosi has outlived her usefulness. She's 78, 79 years old. Uh, I think she's outlived her usefulness as being speaker of the House. I think she's too old. I think we should, uh, it's nothing against uh, her service to the country. It's just the fact that I think that we need new blood. We need new blood in Congress. We need young people. We need people with new ideas, uh, um, a new vision on where to take the country and how to serve the American public. Uh, Because a lot of us feel once the Democrats take back the... um, Senate and maybe the White the House of Representatives, they will Trump. They will have no balls to impeach Trump. And Donald and uh, excuse me, Nancy Pelosi, she stated several times that she wasn't thinking about impeaching Trump. We want him out of there. 
and she wasn't thinking about impeaching him. We need Trump to be impeached. We want him impeached. She knows that is the sentiment of the of the public of getting him impeached. Of course, you got a few people over there on Fox and a few uh, uh, and some of uh, the the deplorables who are Trump supporters. They don't want him impeached. They want him to be enshrined as king and emperor of the United States, where he can fuck over everybody, even fuck over them. Because a lot of a lot of the people who are supporting Trump, they live in huts. <laughs> They're on food stamps. They're on some sort of governmental program. He's screwing around uh, uh, their lives, and a lot of them have left him. Have left their support of him behind, especially the coal miners and a lot of people who re, uh, uh, who he promised would bring them jobs and revitalize their communities. None of this has happened. So this is why I keep saying that Trump's support among the people who he once voted for has declined. This is why in some of these special elections around the country and in some of these small elections, uh, Democrats are winning because a lot of the folks have lost uh, confidence in Donald Trump in bettering their lives. Donald Trump is out to better no one's lives but his own. That's it. And we all know that. The world knows that. Yes, we do. Yeah, we know that. And uh, But it's nice to think that uh, it's nice to uh, to read that a, a reporter, a journalist, is saying that Pence will not be vice president. That's a good thing. That's a good thing. But as I've said, if Pence goes to jail along with Donald Trump and Robert and Paul Ryan is quitting, then the only person left is Nancy Pelosi, um, whom I think should um, retire or something and let uh, young people, the young people, uh, take it over with new and fresh and workable ideas. For one thing, tr- uh, Nancy Pelosi doesn't want to impeach Donald Trump. She doesn't want to do that. I totally, totally, and a lot of us, disagree with that if she don't have the if she doesn't have the balls to stand up and impeach donald trump then she should go she should go period but i i heard her say something uh, the other day she's not going anywhere she calling everybody who's saying that she should resign her enemy nancy we are not your enemies i mean you're 78 79 years old you should enjoy, enjoy the rest of your life with your children, your grandchildren, your great-grandchildren, if you have any. And just basically just enjoy the rest of the years you have left and let someone younger take over with fresh ideas, new ideas, new ways of leading uh, America. That's all I'm saying. That's all the George Wilder Jr. show is all about. You know, I I love her for her service to our country, but hey, wow, it's time for some new blood. There's some new blood, you know. Um, don't be like John McCain 
and a lot of other politicians who were 85, 90 years old, 100 years old, and died in office. You don't want to die in office. And I don't want to wish death on anybody, but hey, wow, it comes. We, we are born. People are born. People die. You know, we're not going to be here forever. Uh, John McCain, is, uh, it, it seems that he, he may die in office. He has brain cancer, and I think it's inoperable. And uh, um, so that's how, that's how I feel about that, okay? I, I love Nancy Pelosi, but I think she, you know, should just resign and just and let someone, someone else carry the mantle, you know? All right, you've been listening to the George Wilder Jr. Show on Blog Talk Radio. My guest is Nancy Hartwell, 625, uh, straight up Chicago time, uh, Central Standard Time. And um, it's a beautiful day, beautiful day, beautiful summer day, cool day. It's very cool in the city of Chicago, at least on the north side where I am, where I am located in my little studio. Yes, it's small, but it's it's uh, it's what I call my man cave, right? <laughs> or our man cave, because I don't live by myself. I, I don't do that. Um, living by yourself can be deadly. I mean, you know, um, anyway, it, it, most folks living by themselves, they'll get a dog. But you got a lot of people uh, who enjoy living alone. They enjoy it. They would, would not give up living alone and being alone out of, all the time for nothing. And I say to those people, if you like it i have to love it all right you've been listening to the george wander jr show on blog talk radio we're trying to do some different things here folks um on the george wander jr show stormy daniels this week he told reporters he didn't know his lawyer michael cohen gave the adult film star yeah
for coming in. Be here. If Stormy Daniels uh, was physically threatened, as this allegation has now come forward by someone close to the president in order to try to cover up this affair, well, that would be a very serious matter. Should there be, in your opinion, a criminal investigation? I just don't know. I mean, this whole thing is just spinning out of control. We've got the president of the United States in a situation where his entire White House is falling apart. And just yesterday, we learned that Russia is hacking into our essential utilities, nuclear power plants, on and on and on. This presidency is a very serious security threat through the United States. And if that security threat goes to these women, it's just one more thing. That ought to say us, it's time to get this guy out of there. Well, well is, is Congress, should Congress investigate, yeah, do something, there. if there were, in fact, physical threats against this woman? The first place to go is the district attorney in Los Angeles, if that's where the threat took place. And then we'll see where it goes. It goes beyond that. If there is something beyond that, then yes, absolutely. That becomes one of the things that will be on the impeachment, if it, in fact, happened. Now, when you say get this guy out of there, I mean, those are strong words. Those are very strong words. Tell me what what you're referring to. Well, I've had it with this president. We have a situation in which he has been one year not pushing back against Putin and Russia. During that entire year, Russia has not only continued to hack our election processes, but it's also hacking into, gaining control of nuclear power plants, water systems, sanitation systems, aviation systems. That is an act of war. Nothing less than that. The Department of Homeland Security has now acknowledged, has now said that the Russians are trying to uh, get into those systems. This isn't me talking. This is from the Secretary of the Homeland Security and the Department of Energy. We have within the Department of Defense a thing called Cyber Command. It is their job to defend and to push back. Have they been given orders by the president to do what they are capable of doing, to push back against Russia, to put Russia back on their heels? They are threatening the very lives of America to say nothing of our economy. And this president has said not one word about it. You're on the armed services committee. I am. Have there been orders to the U.S. Cyber Command to go forward and deal with this? We don't know. We need to ask that, that question. We need to bring them in and say, has the president told you to defend this nation, to push back against Putin and Russia? If not, that's a clear dereliction of the constitutional responsibility of the president of the United States. Well, you, you want him to be impeached? Is that what you're saying? It would be an article of impeachment if he hasn't done what he can do to protect the very essential elements of this nation, our power grid our water systems, our nuclear energy plants. If he's not willing to protect them, yes, that is an article of impeachment. Will it amount to that? It's one more thing on top of all this other stuff. And, and let let me wrap up this uh, Stormy Daniels uh, issue. If there were, alleg- the, the lawyer says there were allegations made uh, while Donald Trump was serving as president of the United States against Stormy Daniels' threats, what kind of threats? We don't know. He's not speculating. He's not suggesting what kind of threats. But this raises further questions of, you know, what, if anything, should be done about that? Well, certainly it's a subject of investigation. I said, first of all, let's get the facts. It's an issue for the district attorney and probably in Los Angeles, if that's where the effects took place. If there is something here, then, yes, there ought to be an investigation. But do not count on the House of Representatives to do their job. They have completely abandoned the people of America by not continuing the investigation into what this president did, what his team did, what happened during the election, and what other kinds of things are out there with regard to Putin, Trump, 
and Russia. You're talking about the Republican majority in the House Intelligence Committee, but are you saying all Republicans in the House of Representatives have abandoned their responsibilities? I don't see one of them standing up and saying, we need to know. We need to know what happens so that we can put in place laws and programs to protect this nation's democracy. And now we have these cyber attacks. I don't hear from them. Where is the Speaker of the House of Representatives? You think this thing shut down without his permission? No, no. He allowed it or caused it to shut down. He is right there. It is his job, as it is mine, to protect this nation. So you're you're suggesting that uh, the Russians are engaged in these cyber attacks against power grids, whatever, nuclear power plants, that they're threatening to do so? I'm not suggesting. This comes from the Secretary of Homeland Defense and also from the Department of Energy. We we have a full report on that coming up, but what should the U.S. do about that? We must do two things. First of all, put in place the defensive mechanisms that we have at hand. That's what Cyber Command is in the Department of Defense is supposed to be doing. Secondly, we must push back. Sanctions are good, but we can take other actions. We can make it very clear to Russia, you have messed with us, we're not taking it, and here's what's going to happen to you tomorrow morning, here's what it'll be. Strong words. What about uh, General McMaster? He's supposedly now on his way out as the president's national security advisor. Are you okay with that? No, I'm not. I want to know who's going to replace him. McMaster well, the speculation the is John Bolton, the former U.S. ambassador to the U.N. during the Bush administration. One of the neocons that got us into the Iraq war. There is a great idea. No way. So you, don't, you, you would... No, I don't think so. You have confidence in McMaster. I have certainly more confidence in him than I do in Bolton because I know what Bolton did to this country in the early 2000s. Well, he took us together well, with was President uh, Bush and Vice President Cheney, Defense Secretary Rumsfeld. Uh, he later became the U.S. ambassador. But he was of the part o- of those neocoms in the early 2000 that were part of guiding us into the Iraq he war. He supported the, the war he in Iraq. He did. And, and on that, he disagrees with the president. Uh, president Trump says that was a disaster. The U.S. wasted trillions of dollars. On that, you agree with Donald Trump. I do find agreement in places with him. But that was long before he became president and became commander-in-chief of the United States military. One final question before I let you go. Uh, The the whole notion of the turmoil that's going on in the White House right now, this is happening on the eve, potentially, of the president sitting down with Kim Jong-un of North Korea and all sorts of other tense issues right now, Russia specifically, what's happening in the Middle East and Syria with Iran. Uh, This seems like... The triple threats to Donald Trump's presidency are all on full display. His lies about hush money paid to a porn star. Everybody, great, uh, good, fun, interesting morning happening so far. Um, In case you were not already aware. Trump's been trying to figure out how to explain to the public why he doesn't care about dead U.S. soldiers. And his explanations are getting even more bizarre than they were at the beginning. Uh, In case you hadn't really been following the story or were not aware of what was going on, um, the bodies of four U.S. soldiers who were killed in an ambush attack in Niger recently returned to the United States this weekend. Rather than be there as these bodies uh, were, were delivered back to the United States, Donald Trump was out golfing. And so immediately, and, and rightfully so, Donald Trump uh, took a lot of heat for not being there uh, as past presidents had done. It, it's a very 
standard, typical thing. It's neither Republican nor Democrat. It's just what a good leader and decent human being does in this particular situation. Donald Trump thought his time would be better served playing golf. So, again, Donald Trump got a lot of heat for this. So his initial response was, hey, listen, I've done more for the families of fallen U.S. soldiers than any president in history. Ask Obama, you know, what he did. Trying to somehow say that other presidents did not do the things that they are well documented as doing. Uh, There's photographic evidence. There's video evidence. There's statements made. Uh, One particular thing Donald Trump decided to throw out after that excuse didn't work was saying that Barack Obama never called uh, General John Kelly, Donald Trump's chief of staff, after his son was killed in action. Well, that also turns out to be not true. And in fact, uh, Obama hosted General Kelly at a Gold Star uh, family's Everything Donald Trump says, Obama did uh, uh, speak with General Kelly about his son's death. Donald Trump's lying in this situation is not only a little bit more bizarre than usual, but it's also very easy, easy to verify as false. His lies are getting out of control. His ignorance and his arrogance is getting out of control. And what worries me, what really has me concerned at this point, is that this kind of behavior from Trump is becoming normalized. You know, the headlines from the the corporate media are saying, oh, you know, Donald Trump, you know, bends the truth. Donald Trump uh, falsely states, just friggin' say that Donald Trump lied. I'm tired of this dancing around the language, dancing around the issue. The man is mentally unstable. He is a pathological liar. He has a a, a very severe problem with telling the truth. And especially in this particular situation when we're talking about United States soldiers uh, that were killed overseas, probably, you know, if I'm going to have to say there's only one time where you can't lie, probably going to be about dead U.S. soldiers because that's, you know, about the height of disrespect. The same kind of disrespect that you're accusing NFL people of having towards the United States. I can't think of anything more disrespectful than not showing up as part of your job to receive these bodies and then lying about it and undermining and convincing the public that past presidents were just as callous and weak in leadership as you are. If you're thinking about subscribing to our channel, I strongly encourage you to do that. Political analyst Kirsten Powers at USA Today. Now you were talking about this mother, Brooke. One of the victims, 14-year-old Alyssa. By honoring the fact that today is September 11th and that it has been 16 years since the horrible attack that happened just downtown from where we're sitting, as well as D.C. and Pennsylvania. Yeah. 16 years. 16 years. Time really does fly. Really does fly. And of course, all weekend, Hurricane Irma was everywhere. She hit Florida yesterday as a Category 4 hurricane and wreaked havoc, but has now been downgraded to a tropical storm. We want everybody uh, to do everything you can to stay safe. But the storm was the hot topic on television all weekend. Lots of reporters holding on, blowing (laughs) Blowing around, blowing this way, blowing that way. 
whole news. The George Wilder Jr. Show is on the air. Tonight on American Underworld. Look at your new pappy that's going to keep you happy, baby, right over here to your right. I was considered one of the greatest flesh peddlers that ever hit the street. One of the greatest flesh peddlers. Old school pimps used to run the streets. Your number one goal is to take care of daddy. The daddy's taken care of, I'm taken care of. But the business is changing. And I don't promote prostitution. I'm the solution to prostitution. Single news cycle, the triple threats to Donald Trump's presidency are all on full display. His Hello, everybody. Great, uh, good, fun, interesting morning happening so far. Um, In case you were not already aware, Donald Trump decided to uh, go on Fox and Friends this morning, which turned out to be a pretty, um, I guess, stupid decision because during his appearance, he managed to say something that the Southern District of New York uh, caught on to. And as a result, they have already made a new filing with the courts based on this new evidence that Donald Trump revealed during his appearance on Fox and Friends. So let's back up for just a second. Donald Trump tweeted out last night that uh, he was going to be on Fox and Friends this morning. 8 a.m. Everybody tune in. It's going to be wonderful. So he uh, doesn't show up in person. He calls in. And 
they eventually, after he admits, first of all, he didn't get Melania anything for her birthday, which I think is today. But secondly, they start asking him about the uh, FBI raid on Cohen's office. And Donald Trump, trying to defend himself and distance himself from Michael Cohen, said, look, Michael Cohen only did a tiny, tiny little fraction of the legal work for, for me, for my campaign, for whatever. I don't have a ton of uh, 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 interaction with him. Tiny, tiny fraction is what he said. And it's that phrase that the Southern District of New York picked up on and decided to go ahead and file that with the court. Because Donald Trump has been trying to say, and, and his lawyers have been trying to argue, that the raid on Cohen violates the attorney-client privilege, um, you know, that, that they allegedly took these voluminous documents all related to Trump, and that was so wrong, and they can't do that, blah, blah, blah. But his phrase, tiny little fraction, kind of destroys their own legal argument. Here's what the court, uh, uh, what was filed with the court in the Southern District of New York. Here's what it said this morning. It's kind of long, so bear with me for a second. As the court is aware, after originally stating that the government seized thousands, if not millions, of uh, pages of privileged documents, Cohen subsequently identified three current clients. Of those three clients, one, Sean Hannity, has since said that Michael Cohen has never represented me in any matter. I never retained him, received an invoice, or paid legal fees. Another, President Trump, reportedly said on cable television this morning that Cohen performs, quote, a tiny, tiny little fraction of his overall legal work. These statements by two of Cohen's three identified clients suggest that the seized materials are unlikely to contain voluminous privileged documents, further supporting the importance of efficiency here. So Donald Trump, by going on Fox News, has destroyed, at least at the moment, his own legal team's arguments about this Cohen FBI raid. Now, I've only been a legal client one time, and it was in an auto accident case. Um, so I don't have a ton of experience here being, you know, a, a, a guess, I guess, criminal defendant or anybody involved in any kind of criminal investigation. But I have to imagine after spending um, a decade and a half working very closely side by side with attorneys of all manners, that they're probably pretty pissed off about this. You can't go on cable news. Uh, you can't go anywhere. You can't get online. You can't do anything like that that's going to blow up the entire legal argument that your team has spent several weeks trying to build. And yet that's exactly what Donald Trump did. He thought he was going to go on Fox and Friends and, and, you know, get all this publicity. Everybody was going to love him because that's such a friendly audience. They ask him a seemingly harmless question about the Cohen raid, and he goes, shoots himself in the foot, blows up his own legal argument. Uh, Indo C right here says lawyers will quit. I will be shocked if we do not see more people leaving Donald Trump's legal team at this point. I, mean, I know last week they just added Rudy Giuliani as if that was going to do anything helpful for them. And uh, yeah, so far Trump still seems to be the exact same idiot he was before he hired Giuliani. So I don't know what the thinking is here. I don't know what the rationale here is. But Donald Trump has to understand that everything he says, whether it's on Twitter, whether it's during a press briefing, whether it's on the news, it's going to be used against him in court. And so now it's going to be up for the court system to decide if Donald Trump was lying in the media 
or if he's lying in court. But honestly, it doesn't really matter because if he says that, no, 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 Cohen only did a tiny little fraction of things for me, then that's going to go ahead and allow those documents that were seized to be used against him by his own admission. So that's what we're dealing with here. We're dealing with a president who is, I don't know if it's just a, a horrible combination of ignorance and arrogance at this point that he doesn't fully understand what he's doing. He thinks he's helping himself, but he's really, you know, trying to, uh, you know, or not trying to, but he ends up hurting himself more. So it's going to be really interesting and funny to see how this plays out because there's no scenario anymore at this point where this works out well in Trump's favor with regard to Michael Cohen. There's no scenario. That's not going to happen. I mean, so it's a lot of fun. But, um, you know, that's what happens when you're not a very smart person and you hire lawyers who aren't very good at their jobs and you end up going on Fox News of all places and further incriminate, uh, incriminating yourself. And so that's what we have here. Um, let's take some questions here. Uh, Deep Throat says Trump hired lawyers as stupid as him. He did. And I don't know if if they're just painfully stupid or incompetently ineffective. Um, again, you know, the, the lawyers I, I see on a daily basis, you got people like Mike Papantonio. I've worked very closely with lawyers that are in the trial lawyer hall of fame, like Howard nations. I've interviewed actually every attorney that that's alive in the trial lawyer hall of fame. So I understand, I mean, you know, you've got product uh, attorneys, car accident attorneys, defense attorneys. I've spoken to all of them in depth. And the first thing they're all going to tell you is that you have to control the case. You have to control the client, not in a you know super over overbearing, empowering way to control the client. But you've got to make sure that you control that narrative no matter what, because you're right. You know, in the cases that these people talk about, you have to believe that what you're doing is right, that your client is innocent or that the defendant is overly guilty. And that's what happens. And none of these people. Um, would ever allow a client to do what Donald Trump has done. So that's why I think his lawyers are more, it's more than just being stupid. It's about being painfully and competently ineffective because they should be sitting him down every day and saying, do not speak. Don't say a word. No more media, no more Twitter, no more press briefings until all of this is done. But they can't do that because, one, Donald Trump doesn't want to hire anybody who's going to try to tell him what to do. That's that arrogance coming into play. And, two, he thinks he knows better than them, and that is the stupidity coming into play there. Um, Thomas Reynolds says it is damaging for USA and for the world. It is. You know, I take no joy in having to do this and going out there and, and talking about the stupid things that Trump does the horrible things that Republicans are passing for this country. This isn't fun. Trust me. This is terrifying because we see what it does. We see these overseas polls. We saw it with George W. Bush when, when Al-Qaeda became emboldened because of his stupidity and his arrogance and what he was having the United States do overseas in the Middle East. Yeah. And so, you know, that's it's, – it, it's not fun. It's not funny. 
you know, we can laugh yeah. about individual stories like this. I understand that. But at the end of the day, this is a very serious issue. And we got to do something about it. I just saw a comment come through from somebody that I've got to I've got to take this. I've got to take it. Um, Alabama liberal. I'm going to call my eyes, not just Alabama liberal. I love the fact that uh, Aubie is your avatar. So War Eagle on that. I'm with you there. Um, I live in the Florida Panhandle, and his supporters here are defending him. And so far, nothing he has done or will do has changed their support for this idiot. Um, I also live in the Florida Panhandle, also an Auburn fan. I'm surprised I haven't met you. There's not too many of us here. Um, hello, Clive Boyce. I see you there. But anyway, yeah, the hardcore folk, there is nothing that he can do. There is no amount of stupidity too great for these people to not just say, you know what, it doesn't matter. I still support him. And that's how it's going to be. That's how it was during the Bush years. You know, it doesn't matter. Hello, David Timmer. It doesn't matter what he does. These hardcore folks are never going to abandon him. And that's what's really scary. Juju says Pensacola in the house. Absolutely. Right here, too. Thank you. Um, but we've got to break out of that tribalistic mindset. That's the problem. And, and, and to be honest, it isn't just the Republican you know, voters. There's plenty on the Democratic side, too, that do that. And so it's, it's very dangerous when you have that tribalistic team mentality when it comes to politics. It's not a game. You know, it's not, well, I support my team to the end no matter what. No, 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 no. This is about the future of the country. This is about generations that haven't even been born yet, and your decisions affect them. It's not like going and rooting for a football team. And that, that tribalistic mentality is why the Trump supporters will never, uh, you know, not support him. So many great questions just came through. Um, uh, here it is. Antonio Rodriguez. Hi, Farron. Do you think that the Trump voters will start to see what an idiot he is or they only see this once his policies affect them negatively? It's not going to happen till they affect, till those policies affect those people. There's a great op-ed from a farmer in Kansas in the Washington Post this week where he talked about the fact that Donald Trump has betrayed us. He let us down. He promised us he was going to do these things, you know, and help small farmers here in the United States, but he didn't do it. He's, he's stabbing us in the back. Well, no, he's not stabbing you in the back, farmer from Kansas. And I mean no disrespect to you. He conned you. He never had any intention of, of doing these things that you believed he was going to do. We were sitting here telling you this for 18 months, and they fell for it. And now they think that it's not a Republican thing, it's a Trump thing. He betrayed them. No, he conned them. So at least they do understand, to an extent, that his policies are hurting them. But they don't realize that that is what Republicans do. Um, somebody just came across there. Brian Johnson, I have the best people. Um, that reminds me, in case you didn't know, Dr. Ronnie Jackson, the uh, drunken, crazy guy who's the doctor to the presidents, has withdrawn his nomination uh, to head up the VA. So, so that's a good thing. Maybe they... Uh, Maybe they need to start vetting people a little more. I don't know. You know, something. Look in the person's history before you decide to put them in charge of a, you know, multi-billion dollar uh, uh, organization like the Veterans Administration. Um, somebody says, yeah, you should have voted for Hillary. I, I'm not sure if you're talking about the farmer guy 
or if you're talking about me personally. Me personally, I did uh, vote for history. Uh, history. Vote for Hillary. Sorry. That was a weird, weird thing to say. I don't know why that happened. Um, so anyway, do you think Sean Hannity is involved with the Trump's criminal activities? At this point, no. Um, I don't think that Hannity has been involved in any of it per se. He may know about it at this point, but I don't personally think that Hannity was involved in any of that. I think Hannity's got his own um, legal issues. For example, <laughs> history thing. I'm so sorry about that. But for example, Sean Hannity, with his more than 20 different um, shell companies that he was using to get the loans from HUD to buy up uh, housing projects and, and condos and all that kind of crap around the United States. Yeah, something seems a bit odd, uh, a bit off, off about that. Good heavens. I apologize, folks. I'm having all kinds of word problems today. But anyway, something seems off about that. There is no reason why you need to set up 20 different shell companies to buy up properties. You could do it with one. You could do it with none. But Hannity set up 20. Something about that doesn't smell right to me. And I will not be surprised in the least when we find out, if we find out, there was some kind of illegal activity uh, uh, going on there. Um, Let me, because I'm not going to tolerate this. Zen Chan, bye. Anyway, um, um, thanks a lot for that. Hey there, friends and fans. This is George Wilder Jr. of the George Wilder Jr. Show. <laughs> I want you to enjoy my fictional writings located on Amazon and elsewhere. Uh, the website is www.amazon.com slash author slash gwilder or, or go to the Amazon website and type my name in the text bar above to either order or download a book, a story, essays, novels, novelettes, whatever you want to do. And I want to thank you very much for that. And as always, good reading. This is George Wilder Jr. And keep listening. There's always more to come. All right. Thank you, everybody. Thank you, everybody. Make sure you go to my website on Amazon, George Wilder Jr. And have some fun. If you would like your product, service, or your book to be mentioned on the George Wilder Jr. Show twice a day, four days a week, (laughs) right here on the George Wilder Jr. Show, just email the show or email its host for more details. Thank you. All right, it is 7.01 straight up Chicago time. It's beautiful in Chicago, and I hope wherever you are in the world that it is <laughs> totally, totally uh, beautiful and wonderful. And thank yourself, thank you, and thank your God or, or whoever for waking up today and being blessed on this great day, beautiful day. All right, you've been listening to the George Wilder Jr. Show on Blog Talk Radio. Let's see what we got here. We got Anna Navarro. Texas Coast. Category 4 storm. At the same time, we learned that the president was going to pardon former Arizona Sheriff Joe Arpaio. Did the president use Harvey for political cover? Let's discuss. In fact, 
Let's debate. We have CNN political commentator Anna Navarro and Republican Arizona State Senator Steve Montenegro. Anna, what do you think? Was this playing politics? Even though we have a 24-hour news cycle now, you don't get the Friday pass the way you used to. But do you think the pardon was conveniently timed? Oh, of course it was conveniently timed. Listen, uh, first of all, that same day he did the he signed the ban on transgender serving in the mm -hmm. military, which is incredibly offensive, that a guy who's been a continuous draft dodger would ban patriotic, qualified Americans willing to risk their lives from serving, something he was unwilling to do, <clears throat> something I was unwilling to do, just because of their sexual identity. That is offensive. He does that earlier in the afternoon. Then he does the Arpaio pardon, and then we learn that Gorka left the White House. Of course, or was ushered out of the White House. That's not coincidence. That's him throwing a bone to his base first before announcing something that he knew his base would not like. And of course, using the context of the hurricane to distract us all. As one of his deputy homeland uh, advisors said yesterday on ABC, nobody's paying attention to our pile because there's a hurricane that right. we are living through. Well, he is damn wrong. There is a lot of people right. in this country, not only Latinos, who are incredibly offended by the pardoning of a man who is a racial profiler and a discriminatory racist. All right. Well, we're paying attention to all of it, obviously. And I believe we have a Latino who is not offended by the pardon in the form of lawmaker Montenegro. What do you think of the pardon of Arpaio? Well, thank you for having me this morning again. Um, listen, what's, what's on display here is just the blatant outrage uh, the hypocrisy from the left. I mean, when Barack Obama, when President Obama was pardoning uh, thugs and when he was pardoning someone like Oscar Lopez Rivera, who is a convicted, unrepented terrorist, where was the outrage there by the left? When he was uh, pardoning someone like Brand, uh, Brandon Manning, uh, someone Bradley that Manning. was giving away... Bradley Manning, excuse now me. Somebody that was giving away... Thank you. Someone that was giving away secrets that was compromising national security to our country, where was the outrage there? Well, what does that I mean, mean about, about the Arpaio pardon? You don't justify Arpaio by saying there were other pardons that we didn't like, that you didn't give as much attention. That's called whataboutism. No, but, Let's just stick to Arpaio. Saying, was it the of right course, move? But what, I'm saying is, what I'm saying is that there's hypocrisy. Look, pardons are something that the, the presidents in this country uh, have the power to do all the time. We're talking about a 75-year-old man here who has served this country since he was 18 years old, who, who the best the left can throw at him is a misdemeanor. And even then, the way the process was done, the, the way that the judicial system was used here was incorrect. How so? And, 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 and the, well, look, we have judges that should have recused themselves, judges that had complete bias in this case that shouldn't have been uh, adjudicating in this process. And then when it's time to actually go to trial, they, they set it up the Obama administration, the most political administration and judicial administration there has been, but it makes it so that he can't have a jury trial. Like I'm confident that if this would have gone to to, to appeal, he would have won this on appeal. But again, the, the hypocrisy of the left, and then they scream racism, because that's all the liberals and all the left has well, when but, it comes to right, well, hold on, running take, out of fact. Let's, let's take, let's take that plant, Anna, yes, because the reason that racism is being um, put into this mix is because that was what the pattern of discrimination disclosed. Uh, that's how Arpaio got in trouble, was because of what he was doing. So racism wasn't just injected into this. That was well, the premise the of his behavior. Go ahead. Go ahead. Listen, 
um, you know, those are nice talking points about the left. But I am not the left. I have been a Republican since I came to this country fleeing communism when I was eight years old and Ronald Reagan was president. John McCain, who has spoken strongly against the Arpaio pardon, is not the left. He is a national hero and was the Republican nominee. Your other senator, Jeff Flake, also a Republican from Arizona. People who know the facts and who've been on the ground are not the left. Paul Ryan, the Speaker of the House, who came out and spoke against this pardoning of Arpaio, is not the left. Congresswoman Ileana Ross Leighton from Miami, a first Latina Republican elected to Congress who has been there for decades, is not the left. So this thing about the left and the talking points and the whataboutisms, they're a very nice, you know, crutch for you to use, and you're entitled to use it. And let me say this to you. There's going to be a lot of Latinos watching you and listening to you today who are going to say you're a self-loathing Latino who doesn't look at him, himself in the mirror. I'm going to tell them to stop, because the maturity of a community means that we can have diversity of opinion. And if that's a, your, your opinion, I differ from it, but I'm not going to call you out on it that way. Now, that being Look, said, let me, let this is not about the that, left. Please. This is a please judge, and this right. is a lot of Republicans who have spoken out against all right, so, this. All right, let's put the politics to the right, side. Well, but I hold on, hold on. Answer, hold on. Chris, you can I answer, but answer let me, to this let me frame directly, something else for this you. Directly went, this directly went to what, what I am trying to say, so let me right, respond to this. Anna, you, anybody can say that they're a Republican. Granted, you are a Republican, but you're also a liberal, and you can't run away from that. The reality is you're, you voted for Hillary Clinton. So let's be honest about what we're talking about here. We're talking about a narrative that tries to pin conservatives and right. Republicans as racist right, but here's the just thing. because we follow the here, rule of here's law. Let me ask you, why, why am I a liberal? Why am I a liberal? Because I stand up for my community. Why am I like a liberal? Because I want to defend the Dream Act kids. Why am I a liberal? Because I don't forget that I'm an immigrant and that I'm a Hispanic and that I have a Latin accent when I speak English look, and I want to defend those who get racially no, profiled see, by people you, who discriminate at, against us. Why am I a liberal? issues that actually because matter I, to, if you want to use the Hispanic community, if you want to use the Hispanic community, I'm not even I think that Donald Trump is unfit, unfit as president, unfit as a candidate, and unfit as a Republican. And I was but a Republican see, when he was a Democrat. And I was a Republican when he was an Independent. If we want to talk about the Hispanic community, well, I know, so am I. So let's talk. If you want to right. talk about what matters to the Hispanic community, right. what matters to the Hispanic community are jobs. Wait, the hold on a second. For our hold kids. On. Mr. Montenegro, this is what matters to the Hispanic community. Jobs yes, matter to every community. Raising wages That's would be correct. a panacea for many problems in this country. We're waiting to see how the president makes that happen. So that's one issue. But you have said nothing about the sum and substance of what got Arpaio in trouble. Do you think it's okay to look at someone like you and say, hmm, you look like you might be Latino. I think I'll but check see, to Chris, see if you're a legal okay. immigrant or not. So this, Are you okay this is, with look, that every practice? Story, every story needs a villain. And in this case, the media has made a villain. Talk but about the, reality the practice. Is, I am. Let, let me finish. Go ahead. The, the reality is that you have an 85-year-old man. Look, 33% of his employees were Hispanics. Five Out of five of his top deputies... Three of them were Hispanic. He's got, he has a grandchild child that's Hispanic and another grandchild that he's back. This whole nonsense about racism is something that the left, that liberals well, use. Then what that was folks the practice about? can't respect the rule if of law. If you look folks, like an illegal, I'm going to check you for ID. You Does see that what I'm sound saying? good you to you? You see what I'm saying? 
The, when the left, when liberals are, are out of talking points, when they are out of facts, <laughs> they Defend use racism. The practice. The reality. The You're reality not speaking is that to the practice. You haven't said a Again. damn thing about the practice. Chris, the facts Chris, that were on the record. Address them. Not to mention that he was doing that's that. That's what I'm he trying to say. Profiling Chris, way that's before what I'm he trying to say. Years old. This is this is the, again. I answered that. You what? what you said nothing what, about the practice itself. Nothing. You keep saying that it's being made an excuse by the left. Fine, if you want to say that, but actually, justify the practice. So you don't think he did that. You don't. Look, you don't think the facts the thing, on the record. Here's are the accurate. reality. If you're an American that believes in the rule okay, of law, the left screams racism. If you're an American nothing. that believes in capitalism and free market, markets, the left screams racism. If you are someone that believes in American exceptionalism, the left and liberals scream left, racism. The left, the left. Oh, because okay. we're, what, why? Because we're trying to That's fine. It's sure, it's a fine the the world. Argument. All okay, I'm saying is, hold on, Anna, we have, to leave it. we have to leave it here. But I'm going to state the proposition to the audience just so that they can measure what they've seen. Either you think it's okay and I'm to look at somebody and say you everybody. look like you made
There we go. <laughs> I was looking for that drum roll. All right. Trump calls some immigrants who are in the country, who are coming to the country, animals. And that's something Trump calls them animals. I think this is the, I don't, I believe this is not the first time Trump has said something derogatory towards immigrants. Of course, we all know that Trump uh, is a name caller. I mean, he, he's a thug, he's a mob boss, he's, he's the mafia in the White House. And that's no pun against the Italians, believe me. It, it, it's just what it is. All right, he he calls uh, he called them animals, and some of us, and he refused to apologize, just like he re- refused to apologize for uh, one of his aides calling, saying that uh, McCain is dying anyway. Okay, yeah. Uh, she, later, she tried to say it was joke. It was no joke. They always try to make something out to be a joke when these people are what they are, they say what they mean, but after so much backlash uh, and the shit hit, hitting the fan, they try to backtrack and say it's a joke. It was not a joke when she said that maybe uh, he's dying anyway, talking about Senator John McCain, because he has, from my understanding, brain cancer. cancer. Okay, but let's get back to Trump calling immigrants animals. He said some immigrants animals. Oh, he's calling the ones who are criminals and bad people animals. (laughs) Trump should be the last person to call anybody an animal. Because, you know, uh, and a lot of us are saying the only animal that we know of is in the White House. Then people are saying, uh, uh, that's a bad uh, rap for actual animals. But we know what he meant by when he said it. He, wanted to, he referred to as the lowest denominator on the scale. And that's what we all figured out. But now he's trying, I'm pretty sure he's trying to backtrack. But Trump doesn't like to apologize. Even if he knows he's in the wrong and he should apologize, that guy will not apologize for anything. And um, that's bad for a president of the United States. He's not presidential. He's a fake president. There's no doubt about it that Russia helped him win. Uh, Cambridge Analytica helped him win. He conned his way into the White House, just like uh, the clip said. He conned his way into the White House. He lied. He bullshitted. He clowned his way into the White House. And now he doesn't want to leave. (laughs) When he should leave because there's so much shit swirling around him. I don't know how he takes it. I, I you know, any other person would probably probably d- died of stress of all the stuff that's swirling around Donald Trump, and he's still standing, and he's still fucking up the country. Okay, Trump's ICE is increasingly arresting immigrants without criminal convictions. Okay, okay, Trump is still arresting uh, uh, immigrants. He doesn't like immigrants. Trump is a racist. He doesn't like black people. He doesn't like anybody who's not white like him and doesn't like him. He doesn't he doesn't care for. He shouldn't be in the office of the presidency. He's unfit. He's not presidential material. Trump should be out on a corner somewhere selling watches, 
that's more his line of work, selling watches <laughs> out on the Fifth Avenue somewhere. That's more his line, not not the presidency of the United States. Okay, uh, the president often talks about criminals that his administration finds and deports, but a lot of the non-criminals are being swept up too. And he doesn't give a damn. He doesn't give a damn. The man is a rude and shrewd, ignorant uh, con man. That's all he is. All right, Immigration and Customs Enforcement is arresting more immigrants, and increasingly, they have not been convicted of any crime. Okay, Trump is always talking about getting them out of here if they're criminals, getting them out of here, not letting them in if they're criminal, criminals. But he is arresting people who are not criminals, who are not criminals. And this is according to the data released on Thursday by the agency. They are deporting more people who are not criminals, not criminals. About two-thirds of those arrested by ICE from October 2017 to the end of March had no criminal convictions, none, up from 21% during the same period the year before and 13% the year before. That, ICE officials noted that some of the arrests who were arrested, immigrants, had been charged with a crime, but not convicted. But not convicted. So Trump, uh, with this notion of keeping the bad people out, that's a good notion. Deporting the bad people, but he's deporting good people, not the bad people. He's If you're an immigrant and you're not a citizen of the United States, you're going to be deported uh, whether you've committed a crime or not. This is what the Trump administration is all about. They don't want you in America if you're an immigrant. I mean, Trump calling you animals. And and I think later on, to, uh, earlier today, there was this uh, New York lawyer. I think I mentioned this. This New York lawyer uh, threatening to call ICE, uh, the police who deport immigrants on folks, on Spanish people in his restaurant for speaking Spanish. I mean, it's all over YouTube. It went viral. And I think he's suffering the consequences of that. He doesn't want anybody speaking Spanish in his restaurant or some other restaurant that he was an occupant of. The racism, the gall. Spanish people can't even speak Spanish in a restaurant, in an, an American restaurant, without someone threatening to call ICE on them, uh, the deportation police, even though they may be American citizens. The racism in the, in the United States is beyond fold. The racism is all here. In every corner of the United States, on every street, every block, everywhere, African-Americans are being uh, targeted for racism just for walking down the street or just for going to the store to pick up something uh, for their kids. They're, they're being uh, uh, taunted and peppered with racial slurs, driving their car along the expressway. Uh, 
pushed over to the side of the road and and called all kinds of de- derogatory names African Americans. I just think about those reports, those happenings of racism around the country that go unreported. Go unreported. And I always tell people when I hear them say or they uh, confront me or they uh, email me and and I always say, even on the radio show and some of the posts, and I always say, this is what Donald Trump has brought to America. Racism in full bloom. I mean, KKK kind of thing. And it's not just racism against blacks, it's racism against anybody who is not white. And especially if they're immigrants in the country, whether they are citizens or not. The Trump administration has brought so much hate and so much violence to America. It's mind boggling. It's mind boggling. Muslims, I mean, you name it. There's all kinds of uh, hate and, and, and violence everywhere in the name of Donald Trump. Because Donald Trump loves violence. Remember all the rallies he, 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 he gives? Excuse me. And most of them were violent. Get him out of here. Suck him in the mouth. Donald Trump. And what did they do? The people did what he wanted. He gets at his rallies, and even at his rallies, his latest rallies, all he does is go to these rallies for them to cheer him, clap for him, tell him he's great, tell him he's the king, tell him he's an emperor. This is why he goes to these rallies, so he can be cheered up, because the rest of the world hates him, so he goes to these these rallies. And follow these people to cheer him. And these people that are cheering him, he's fucking them over. <laughs> he's screwing them. He doesn't give a damn about them. He doesn't. He doesn't care about any of those folks that come to his rally, his rallies. He go to those rallies solely for them to cheer him and to, and to make him feel like he's great. And also he goes to the rallies for one other thing, and that's to stir up hate. Stir up the underbelly of America. Violence, hate. And it's out here. And he's done a good job of that. If he hasn't done a good job of anything else while being president, he's done a great job at stirring up hate and violence and unrest in America. And the Republicans know this, yet they do nothing about this man. He breaks every amendment to the Constitution. They do nothing. Name-calling. Sexual sexual, uh, misconduct. They do nothing. Obstruction of justice. A hundred times. They do nothing. He does not represent me. Trump does not represent me. Trump represents himself, and he'll he'll probably say he represents himself. And like I said before, the only reason why he goes to these rallies, and he continues to go to these rallies only for one thing, maybe two things, to hear people clap and cheer him, 
and to stir up violence and hatred. All right, you've been listening to the George Wilder Jr. Show. We're just about off the air. It is 726, folks. It's really been fun. It's been great. So if you missed the show, uh, any show that it, of mine that you've missed, uh, you can always podcast the show. Uh, even when we're not on air. I mean, make sure you listen to the show even when I'm not on live because that's that's uh, one of the greatest parts of the show that you can listen to my show anytime you want. Anytime you feel, uh, anytime at your convenience is what, some, is what I'm trying to say. At your convenience, you can listen to the show. Uh, noon, night, evening, whatever, you know, I, <laughs> uh, listen to the show and enjoy it. You know, okay. You've been listening to the George Martha Jr. Show. It is, it says here, 726 p.m. We're just about off the air. I know it says two hours, but sometimes we end the show 30 hours, 30 minutes earlier sometimes. Sometimes we'll go on. Depends on what's happening. Uh, Trump calls immigrants criminals. Uh, that's the news of the day. And it's going to be, and he will not apologize because he's he's that kind of person to not apologize for anything. But um, every day there's something, <laughs> every day there's something going on with Donald Trump. And a lot of people are uh, wondering, what, why do I always talk about Trump on the show? Because I love my country. I love America. And I don't like people who are trying to tear it apart. I'm going to do everything I can to try to make the world a better place. It's not fit. He's not, and I'm going to always talk about Trump. I mean, if you don't feel like you want to hear about politics or Trump, then you don't have to listen to the show. I'm not asking you to listen, but but I'm here to do one thing, to, uh, to try uh, to take back uh, our country and uh, and from the bad guys. You know, the bad guys, uh, they have our country now. And uh, it, it just can't be like this forever. We're the good guys. We got to get the bad guys out of the White House. We got to get the bad guys out of out of Congress, and that's what this show is all about: making the world a better place. And as long as the bad guys have Congress, as long as the bad guys have the White House, the George Wilder Jr. show is going to do everything he can to try to rally people into taking back our country from the bad guys, because we're the good guys.
All right. Once again, I want to thank everybody for tuning in to the George Wilder Jr. Show. Make sure you have a great evening, uh, <laughs> a great weekend, a great day, whichever one comes first. We'll be back here Monday, Monday, four days a week, 6 o'clock to 7.30 p.m. If you have a, a product you want to uh, push on the show, just let me know, and we will see what we can do. Anyway, I want to say thanks, everybody, for listening. Have a great day. Have a blessed evening. Have a great weekend. Bye-bye. And that's coming from the George Wilder Jr. Show. Bye, everybody. <laughs>